what I wanna call it, bitch. Big hard to be hard. Ain't it been hard, Rick Harden, bitch? Ain't it been Rick Harden, bitch? Right now in the Rick Harden, I ain't no third, I shooter, I'm my own shooter. All this ice, I'm my own jewel. Six loggers and they all jewel. I'm the star, bitch, this my move. Pink and rain, two fifty on it. Yes, it's safe to say, nigga, I spunch your budget on it. Ran off on the floor twice. He started calling, I ain't calling Mike. He said he dissed me on his last out. Guess nobody heard me, nobody bought his last out. I got a Delta go to house. That little pussy got some power. Born broke, but I'ma die rich. Lonnie for a nigga counterfeit. I'm just vibing in the wrist cards. Got the stick, all the wrist cards. It's a new year. I, I've got to be a better person. I have got to. I have got to bring myself to be a better person. And uh, step one is not insulting the Zoom lady. Um, it's going to be hard. It's going to be very difficult to pull off, but. I think I could be a new man. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Organic Poison Podcast. I am your host, Shane Smith, and today I am here again with my uh dear friend Highland Jimmy. What's going on? What's going on? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, brother. I'm I'm grateful to have you here on uh episode Uno of the year, man. I uh was thinking about trying to go go crazy and do something wild for the first episode back, but look, man. I was really about to just say no days off, but I mean, there's days off. That's the reason why I took like three weeks off to do the podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, like I was telling you before the show, um, I did, I was able to get some time off of work. Um, I took a, and I used that time to also more or less to, oh, well, and obviously I got kicked off of Facebook. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I've used, I've used that time to, you know, be be free and try to allow myself to not stress out so much about all the things that I, you know, more or less, I don't want to say force. Well, yeah. Force myself to, uh, you know, continue to, uh, put my best foot forward, but nonetheless, here we are. We're back. How was your new year's Jimmy? Ah, man, it was another old day for me. Woke up, went to work, worked all day, closed up, came home. I think I played for a couple hours and went to, went to bed. <laughs> Dude, my mother-in-law uh, watched our son on New Year's night or New Year's Eve night, and uh, we didn't do fucking anything, man. Me, me and Brittany just sat up in the living room. I'm pretty sure I had like a six-pack or something and sat there and drank and hung out, and that was about the extent of it. We probably went to bed. Or, I think we went to bed about 20 minutes after uh, 12. Like, it wasn't late at all when we finally went to went to sleep. Yeah, I mean – when you're working, man, and you got a family, it's just another old day until your kids get older where you take them outside and shoot fireworks. Yeah. And that was the thing. We were shooting fireworks earlier on in the, the night, you know, like, and that was cool. But as far as like being out and being up and like, there's no way that my son would have even been awake at 12 o'clock at night. <laughs> he is only two. So yeah. If, yeah. That's for him to go and get the rest. Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. But yeah, we got a uh, we got a bunch of shit. You know, I'm I'm sitting here. I'm trying to think now. The last episode that I did on here uh, was Stephen and uh, Xander Blades, and I'm trying to remember. Did that? Did I put that episode out before Christmas? Uh, or did I put it out after Christmas? I think you put it out before Christmas. If I put it out before Christmas, maybe it's been a lot longer than I thought it had been. It, I might have came. I think we. I don't actually know, man. Damn, I can't tell. I think that it would have been before Christmas, and we would have done it the week before Christmas is when it would have been released. I think you did it the week before Christmas because. I don't know. It says on Spotify, it just says December 21st, 2021. Uh, okay. December, December 2021. It doesn't say that. I just misread that. That's all. Yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense that it would have came out. It would have came out the Tuesday before Christmas. Nonetheless, I digress. Uh, but yeah, so I got a drill for Christmas. It was very cool. I, uh, a drill, holy crap! You becoming a handyman now? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just a, a husband and a father, and I have to take care of my, uh, my tribe. tribe. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, a drill. And you know, as crazy as it sounds, man, I needed one, like because it's always one. Of, it's kind of like the thing. I have a truck because I have a truck because you know. uh Every time you need a truck, you can't find one, but I'm the guy with the truck now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now I've got a drill, which it seems like a drill would probably be a little bit easier of a purchase than a truck. But I've had I've had the truck for a while. I'm actually trying to get rid of my truck. But I got a drill and that was pretty tight. I also got a a whole month of uh Xbox Live. I got from somebody other than my wife. I'm pretty sure if my wife would have made that her main gift, she probably would have gone for at least making it three months. Three months. Not a year, just three months. Yeah, yeah. My <laughs> my brother-in-law was actually the one who hooked me up with uh, Xbox Live. But it's the Game Pass one, so it comes with Game Pass, which is yeah. incredible. I'd prefer that, of course. Right, right, right. Game Pass up all those good deals Game Pass be doing nowadays. Man, I would, it's actually kind of pitiful, dude. Like I, I'm, I'm underwhelmed with the, my ability to uh, branch out and play new games, All right? Um, because I sit down at night still, man, and it's the plight of anybody who's been listening to this podcast for a while knows that I am just so bad about picking up UFC and playing it, <laughs> and and I'm. I've been doing that, man. The other day, I was like, you know what? I'm going to play something different. Let me see what else I got downloaded. And I ended up playing Rocket League. <laughs> I was like, God. <laughs> Both of these you can play without Game Pass. Yeah, Rocket Rocket uh, Rocket League is free. It was twenty bucks when it first came out. Now it's free to play, and you bought UFC, so. Yeah, one day something on Game Pass is going to catch your eye. You're going to get. You're going to be like, all right. I'm playing it. Dude, I, I downloaded Halo Infinite the day it came out. And just about a week ago, I downloaded the campaign, and I still haven't even played it. Me and Alex just Reese, uh the day after Christmas, me and him sat down and finally beat Halo Infinite. Yeah? Yeah. I think? We liked it for what it was worth. Me and him recorded the podcast, 
And I used a, uh, I didn't use Anchor or anything like that. I used a separate uh, recording studio that I used for music and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it corrupted the file. So I mean, I was got to sit down and re-record it one day again. Fucking bummer, man. That blows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're definitely going to have to re-record that one because I want to hear it. But how long of a game was it? Uh, I think it took us a span of three days, and we probably played for like three to four hours each day. So for the last day, which we played for like two, two, three hours, maybe. Okay. So I want to say I want to say anywhere it was probably about a ten to twelve hour game. Yeah, that's not that bad, I guess. I imagine it was beautiful. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty good game. I I enjoyed it. They. Had some neat neat ideas in there, and they honestly they could have just fucking ended Halo with this one. I would have been totally okay with that. Yeah, but Microsoft needs the money, I guess, for making. I, I guess you know they don't really have that much exclusive games hardly, but they're yeah. working on that. But you know, nonetheless, there'll be another one coming out. So, oh uh, yeah, does it does it kind of leave you with a cliffhanger? Or have you just heard already that they're making another one? No, it, it kind of leaves you with a cliffhanger. Damn, I mean, honestly, undoubtedly, they would make another game if they're making, like, a TV show and shit. Yeah, which I'm kind of excited to see that. Yeah, I mean, me too. I think they said it's, co- it's coming out on Paramount. Paramount, yeah. Which I don't have, but, I mean, I will not have a problem getting the free trial after uh, <laughs> watching all that, it. All of Halo comes out. <laughs> Ryan is start watching it. <laughs> so oh, that just, a, like, that, it is going to be a TV sh- or a show, correct? Not yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's a TV show they're doing. Yeah, I could get behind that. I could support uh, the Halo show. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, looks good. Chief looks cool. Uh, and they look like they're. Getting on par with it, so uh, hopefully yeah. it does good. It certainly looks like they're spending the money. Right. <laughs> they're spending the money to give you some quality. It's just really all going to be based out. Like, is it going to be the quality like of like one of those shows that comes on the Sci-Fi Channel like every night at one or something, or is it going to be the quality of something that comes on at every night at eight o'clock? You know, right? Or is it you know, will it have a quality of like a Marvel TV show or something like that? Right? You know? Yeah. Because you know a lot of people is going to be start being comparing the quality. Like, oh, they could have done this, like how this studio did this and stuff like that. Of course, you know? of course, of course. And I mean, I I actually I haven't looked into it very much, but I'm curious to know if, what is the story going to be. Like, is it going to be a, a like a precursor, a, a current event? Like, what is it going to be based around? I honestly have no idea. Uh, I have no idea. You know, it shows Chiefs, so I, I guess it takes place between one and six. Yeah. Maybe it takes place <laughs> well, on the first day of the Well, that's a very, very broad window. <laughs> I mean, it could be based on maybe one of the books. I don't yeah. know. So, it looks cool. They, uh, they, they showed the trailer at the Game Award this year, so it was kind of interesting to watch it. Yeah, they're like, hey, look, uh, we're clearly not making enough money. Oh, my God, this dude that's playing uh, – the guy who's playing Master Chief, this dude is a total fucking dickhead in every show he's in. <laughs> like, I swear to Who God. Is it? Like, okay, I'm trying to think of something that you might have seen. Have you ever seen Orange is the New Black? Yeah. Okay, Porn Stash. Oh. Uh... Like the douchebag, like over cockery – 
like uh oh my god, his name's Pablo Shariber. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. It looks like he's been in a lot of other things than just that, but he he was also he, he's in a couple of other things that I've seen where he's not really that big of a douche. But you can just look at him until he's probably a douche in real life. But one of the cool things about Infinite was Master Chief talked a lot. Yeah. And it's still that same dry monotone Master Chief, but he makes it work with the dialogue and how witty he is and stuff like that. It was just it was great hearing Chief talk more. And yeah, that's awesome. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch it. Whether I get whether I get it all at once when it all is done coming out, or if I actually go and you know get Paramount, or I might just bootleg the shit if you want to know the truth. I mean, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. I might find a stream of like the first one when it comes out, and if I like it, I'll just I might just do it like that, keep up with it weekly. Which you know, as I've stated already once on this podcast today, uh, I'm not on Facebook, so I don't have to be as worried about spoilers, but. The thing that I'm really concerned about is how much of the games I need to be to play to know what's going on. We won't know until it comes out, unless they drop the uh, the plot and the synopsis for the TV show. Which I'm I'm pretty sure they might have done that already, or given some kind of hints of what it's going to be about. But I just haven't paid no attention to it. Honestly, I knew what was in the works, but I knew nothing else until I watched the Game Awards this year, and then it dropped the trailer, and I was like, oh. I heard they're supposed to be making one, but I did not know when, you know, or how or what. Yeah, yeah, same here. So I was like, all right, interesting. The Halo TV show has its own canon called The Silver Timeline. Okay, so that's something new. Halo is set to follow an epic 26th century conflict between humanity and an alien threat known as the Covenant. Halo will weave deeply drawn personal stories with action, adventure, and richly imagined vision of the future. Damn, if it's just kind of like a standalone thing, that's crazy, actually. Killing Bruce Jackals and Covenant Elite. I'm so ready. Dude. That's, I mean, I'm with it. (laughs) As I stated just a minute ago, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Whatever it is they decide to do, I'm going to be grateful. But it's going to make it even better if they're like, hey, we're going to kind of go somewhat. They might do like a thing where it's like the timeline of the games. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of, you know, whatever, like the basic premise, but like a a rewriting of it. You know what I'm saying? In a way for it to be like, you know, epic. And you know how we people watch, not necessarily we, but certain people will watch like all of The Walking Dead. And they're like, oh, well, it happened like this in the comics or it didn't go like this in the comics and stuff like that. Right. Like maybe it's like, oh well, you know, this does happen in the game. This does happen in the game. This doesn't happen in the game. Maybe that's kind of how the TV show will be. Right, right. Or maybe they'll just take a page out of uh, what Disney did with uh, George, one of George Lucas's uh, scrap books for uh, the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, and just make a TV show kind of like that. Yeah, which would be crazy. I don't know how I feel about them doing the book of Boba Fett, but the thing apparently, is, apparently, the, honest opinion for people, they're always like, oh, awesome. Yeah, well, apparently the first episode was really great, or at least what I've been hearing. I'm definitely going to check it out eventually, but I haven't even watched all of the Mandalorian. I've yet seen a single episode. 
ain't nobody talking about it now. They were talking about it like hardcore. A couple of years first, ago. But. I don't know, man. It, I, love, I love Star Wars. I do. But it's only so much Star Wars I can handle. Yeah, I, I, I think... I think I tend to romanticize the idea of like being a super fan of anything, but I just really don't think I am. Like I'm a really, I'm a really big fan. It's like, you can't force yourself to be interested in something. Right. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you can where there's a, you know, if there's a reason to be by all means, you're a fake, you're a fake. That's all joy. You're a fake. You're a fucking fraud. (laughs) But no, like I can't, it's like I can't force myself to like just be super into something, but in the same breath, it's like, okay, like for example, like I'm wanting to start getting into like messing around with stocks and stuff like that, like casually, for, you know, at first, but just, you know, maybe seeing what I can turn it into. And it's like, but it's really hard. It's like, I feel like there's not enough hours in the day. Like when I take in all the other stuff that I'm doing and the stuff that I like to do, like it's almost like I have, I'm going to have to like, force myself to carve out a specific time of the day where no matter what, what I do, I go and I study that shit. And same thing with cryptocurrency. Like I'm talking all kinds of hot shit about cryptocurrency. And it's like, clearly I need, I want to get on the up and up because I've been, uh, I have a homie who's like within the past, like six months, somehow he has made like 19 grand, like just shy of 20 grand. And it's like in the past six months, he made that as just extra income and just him doing things every couple of days, moving stuff around. And it's like, well, I haven't made fucking anything in crypto, which I haven't really been moving anything around. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like I've been paying that much attention. Where my money is, it's been sitting there more or less for a little while. You got a head start. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know nothing about it. All I know is the new popular thing is apparently NFTs. Yes. We talked about Yes, yes. NFTs are definitely a thing. And there's half half of the population that like half of the people that know what an NFT is, they say is you were way are that, that if they've even heard of it and gotten a brief description, they're like, that's bullshit, it's a scam. And then the other half is like, this is the future. And it's like, <laughs> but unfortunately, a lot of those people when they tell you it's the future, they ring off a bunch of when you say, Oh, why is that? They ring off a bunch of different shit that's like Okay, well, explain to me why that's the future. And it's like, it's always just kind of like loops back. It's like a, a, the snake eating its tail. Like it just keeps going and going and going. And right. it's like you, there's no end game for the explanation. And it's really the same thing with cryptocurrency. Cause like, of course, me, somebody who's been paying attention to a good bit of it and or somebody, anybody who's been paying a, a, the least amount of attention to it. Like, okay. Well, this is probably, this could potentially be something in the future that is like far more prevalent than just what it's being you know its existence right now it's like but for some reason it's like to try to explain that to somebody who has no interest in it it's like i don't know how to tell you what i'm talking about it's like oh it's it's going to be different currencies or and the people are like okay like what like the euro it's like well conda but not really you know what i'm saying it's like it's hard it's like a universal currency but right, right. i don't know well, sooner or later, the world's going to move to digital currency only. So, I mean, if they're going digital with everything else, why the right. fuck wouldn't they do the same thing with currency? Currency, right? And really, and truly, the only reason why we need banks or anything is just to go in there and apply for a loan, which you can do online, anyways. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, no shit. 
Oh, I mean, man. It's actually pretty crazy to think about because it, it had me thinking like that when I started seeing all these like online banking companies pop up like the past couple of years. I'm like, well, why do they even have brick and mortar banks anymore? Like just so you can go see a friendly face. So like old people can be like, you know, oh, well, I went and saw my teller. Like, 15 <laughs> years from now, everybody's going to be so acclimated to doing shit online that they're not going to care about going into a bank. Right, right. Uh, the only way, you know, a bank's going to stay open is for the people who can't get online. Right. I mean, that's that's fair. <laughs> Not yeah, everybody I mean, is like me and you or like the next guy or the next guy. Like, because I'm thinking, like, I don't need anything else. If I can scan my check with Cash App, I don't I don't scan my check. I have a bank account. But I'm just saying, like, if I... Yeah, yeah. What's the I point, mean, you know? Hey, some banks will allow you to scan it and they'll deposit right into it. Yeah, like regions, uh, I'm pretty sure a lot, most of them these days probably are like that. I had uh what was it? I lived in New Orleans for that year. One of the banks I had down there, you could just I think it was Chase. Probably just, Chase is a just, pretty popular bank too. You could just scan scan your check and don't worry about it. So they're like, hey, you can do the direct deposit or you can just scan your check and say fuck it. That's what I did sometimes. Instead of actually going down there. <laughs> oh yeah, good point. Especially after you moved, if you still bank there after you move. Nah, I closed it before I moved. I said, fuck oh, that okay. shit. I said, fuck that shit. If something went wrong, I'd have to go back down to fucking New Orleans and I didn't want to deal with that bullshit. Yeah. I rarely want to go down there when I want to go down there. <laughs> Man, after, after living down there, I don't want nothing else to do with it. Yeah. Shit, I can't do nothing down there right now anyway. If I was to go and get the vaccine vaccination or whatever, then I, you know, I could probably. But they're saying like you can't go to like concerts or nothing down there without vaccines. Uh, last time I checked, you from last time I checked, if you didn't have it, you would have to keep your mask on at all times, so you couldn't buy beverages or anything like that. Yeah. My damn sure ain't going to no concert in New Orleans and not buying a beverage. Right, because me and a buddy of mine were going to go check out uh, the nice Ice Nine Kill show they had, but we just didn't go. That was one of the reasons, because the whole entire you got to wear a mask and yeah. do this and do that. And we're just like, you and know. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm, I'm okay, like, let's just take away from the fact of how ridiculous it is, but let's just go into say, like, well, it really is kind of inconvenient. And it's kind of creepy. Like, it have to, like, you're going to a concert. Like, you don't really want to have to feel like there's, there's already enough restrictions when you go to a concert at a venue anyway. It's like you don't want to have to feel even more restricted while you're there and uncomfortable, right. you know? Right, it's, right. especially this was at the House of Blues. Mm-hmm. So you're going to want to go in there and get a fucking drink and enjoy the show anyway. Right. Yeah, they're fucking – I feel like everybody is slowly starting to turn their – uh turn their – uh I'm not saying – I said no, despite how ridiculous it is, I'm just saying – it has become so ridiculous, like whether it be the mask or the vaccines or the triple vaccines or whatever it is, it has become such a ridiculous minute point considering all the people who have been getting uh, the Omicron. It's literally like everybody is getting it. And even people are, who people who are like, oh, I'm, I didn't get it. Blah, blah. It's like, well, you didn't get tested. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you didn't go get tested to see if you get it. Well, you could have gotten NBA symptomatic to it and didn't realize it. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, and people, like, there's been plenty of people who are like getting colds. I mean, shit, me and my family over the Christmas break, 
my whole family had a cold and like we didn't go get checked, but we also weren't around anybody like for like a whole week and a half, not on purpose, but it's like, we live in the country. We don't go near anybody. <laughs> right. Right. But, I mean, unless you just go back and forth to work and then yeah, fuck it. Exactly. I work in a convenience store and I don't even wear a mask or anything. I'm just like, fuck it. If I catch it, I catch it. If I don't, I'm surviving. <laughs> oh shit. And I mean, really, I feel like when it comes to protection via like the vaccine, people who like are just a hundred percent about the vaccines, they probably got all the vaccine, you know, like they're not like, it's not like they don't have it yet. Man, I know it's one person that can in the store. His wife got the vaccine. And then two weeks later, she caught COVID-19. Yeah. After getting the vaccine. And he stayed away for like a month and a half from the store. When he finally came back, he explained what happened. We're just like, damn. That sucks. Even the vaccine can't stop you from getting it. Well, I mean, to be fair, they did say that the vaccine, the purpose of the vaccine was to like lower like the potential like effects of the virus if you did get it. Well, from my understanding, what it is, is it, it, it's a boost of antibiotics going through your system. I've had some, so many people at the store try to explain this to me, and I'm just like, I don't. I, <laughs> Dude, I, it's all good. I don't really care. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I don't really have enough in there to care. Like, yeah. to me, if it comes mandatory and I got to get it, fuck it, I will. But if not, I don't care, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to prison. I'm not going to prison or some crazy shit, getting sent to a camp or some crazy shit. Right. Okay. Right. That's what I'm saying. But, uh, I mean, and shit. Right. You know, uh, like I heard some people, some people. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I think the internet was tripping. What? Talk about it. Um, you know, some, I've heard some crazy stories. Like, oh, they're just shooting microchips and get a monitor to you. They're, they're actually injecting you with the virus. And I'm just like, hey, when five years from now, when they activate those microchips for you to go march over to China and take over, tell me how it goes. I'll take care of your house for you. No worries. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I've heard some stupid shit working at this convenience store over it. Dude, you can find some pretty good good shit on the internet too. Like people believe all kinds of crazy shit. I was about to say, like, well, it I, I, to to be fair, they have been talking that you know, like, uh, microchip shit for a long time. Time, yeah, yeah, that's been like a thing for like a long time. So these people who have like been had that in the back of their heads for this long, well, this it. fucking this fucking mass inoculation shit probably has them. I know it has them tweaking. They're like, there's no way I'm getting that. And there's definitely no way I'm giving it to my fucking child and sending them to school. Like, or so I can send them to school. They were like, I'm taking my son and we're going to learn school in a tent in the backyard. Right. Oh, the biggest one I've heard that we had this holy roller. She's a sweet, sweet lady, but she is a holy roller. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm not going to go get that shot because. Democrats are the devil and stuff like this, and part of the Republicans who helped, and they're just giving you the mark of Satan. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay. Well, she's <laughs> got one. She's got one thing right. 
Both sides of the aisle don't give a fuck about it. That's for sure. <laughs> but I don't necessarily think that they're uh, dishing out the uh, the mark of the beast, if you will. I don't think they are either. But I mean, <laughs> so she believes. Yeah, I mean, teach their own, I suppose. <laughs> right? Oh man, things you hear, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I always often wonder, like, because. I know where I could find that kind of information, like on the internet. Like most of us know where we could find like the conspiracy alley and shit like that, you know, like where it's going to be like all the different radical ideas. If you wanted to look, look deep enough, you could find it. But I wonder where people like that sweet old lady finds that information. I'm pretty like, is sure. Church? Church. Is it like Tucker Carlson? Like who is it that she gets that information from? Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Probably her pastor dug into it, read Revelations, and spouted it. Yeah. I'd be curious. Which, to be fair, I haven't been to church. I haven't been to church in a while, but I hadn't been to the church since before the pandemic. No. I think we went one time last year. You know, like my family and shit, they, they are my in-laws and stuff. They're big into going to church and stuff, which is fine or whatever. But so sometimes we go and. I wanted to go. I wish I could have went like in the heat of when they were doing the uh, the vaccines and stuff. But it to seems like, it seems like most, people, say. most people now, like for, like nine out of every ten churches, it's like everybody's going and getting vaccinated. Like I think that it really is like uh, not as many people as people think that are not vaccinated. Right. Well, like the majority of people are vaccinated. Right. Right. And still no marching off to China. Looking good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll just be them, them Yankees. <laughs> oh, man. Meanwhile, the Omnicron is causing them. They have set up a contention, contingency plan to move the Super Bowl to, uh, uh, excuse me, to the, where the Cowboys play. They're supposed to be playing in Los Angeles, but. LA is more or less like an unstable fucking hellhole right now. So they're not sure Jesus if they're going to have to move it or not. Jesus Christ. I mean, apparently a couple of weeks ago here, I'll look up the article to make sure I'm not just talking shit. Uh, but I want to say that the, the police chief, LA police chief, I believe that he made a statement, uh, Basically saying that don't come to L.A. because we can't like tourists not to come to L.A. right now because they're not sure if they. uh Yeah, we can't guarantee your safety. In other words, he's basically telling people like we're not sure that we can protect you. So don't come to L.A. <laughs> Jesus, how crazy is that? <laughs> Don't come to LA. Just don't do it. No, 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 don't do it. Go to Vegas instead. Yeah, go to Vegas instead. (laughs) Like, I don't know. That that's pretty wild to me. I mean, uh, that's a wild statement to hear from a police chief because usually they'd be more overzealous than anything else. Right. They'd be more inclined to like lie to you, I feel like, than whatever. But I guess once you reach a certain point, you're probably like, look, I'm just gonna tell y'all what they don't want me to tell you, but we're fucked over here. Like we don't know what to do about crime. 
you know, of course, you get online and say something like that. There'll always be some pushback from someone. Be like, it's always bad in L.A. Okay, well, that makes it better. Good, thank you. You're right. So you know bad. what I'm saying? It's, so always, it's, it's no worse. It's always this bad there. Okay, wow. Well, it seems like it's pretty fucking bad. So <laughs> so I feel like we should, uh, it should be addressed. That's when you're just like, I'm like, well, thank you, Captain Obvious. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> People are in, people are in grave denial for some reason, like this past year and a half about Chicago. Like Southside Chicago is a fucking war zone, and people are like, oh, "Well, it's always that way. It's not like that across the whole city." I'm like, "Oh, okay. So like the side of the city where all the you know pretentious white people live on, there's not a bunch of people shooting and killing each other. So I guess it's not that big of a deal. I guess it's not that big of a deal that ten miles in that direction, it's a goddamn war zone, and over eight hundred people were murdered last year. So since it just happened." been 10 miles away and not right there on your back porch it's not really that big of a deal <laughs> you know like <laughs> more motherfuckers dying in chicago than afghanistan and it's that's, like that's that's crazy that is really crazy yeah and of course you know the people who who think that's because it's not really affecting them so they don't care but exactly. it's affecting it's it, it's probably affecting about a good 70 to 75 percent of the population in chicago and the other 25% are the ones who are the rich assholes who just don't give a fuck. Yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, Chicago is a big place, you know? So it's like one of those things where, you know, you think about like, uh, Simba and Mufasa standing up on top of the hill and he's like, uh, all this where the sun shines or whatever is yours. And it's like, or, you know, you're, you will be the king of one day more or less. And then it's like, you have this scenario where, He's like, oh, he looks over. He's like, what is that dark area over there? He's like, the Simba, that is blah, blah, blah. You must never go there. You know, that's like that whole thing. And South Side Chicago. Yeah. And it's like, that's like him standing on top of like the Chrysler building saying, don't, I don't know if the Chrysler building's in Chicago. I feel like an idiot if it's not, but standing on top of one of those big buildings looking over there and be like, that's South Side. You must never go there. (laughs) And I always talk about Chicago a lot, but it's just because like for the longest time when I was younger, when I was younger, like we were all like, that's what I'm saying. Like, let's not, let's take all of our tribal shit away for a minute because everybody wants to be all like, they want to defend it for some reason. Or it's like, Oh, you're, why are you t- pointing out, you know, the, the negative effects of this city that, you know, blah, 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 blah. like, Hey, look, relax. Uh, we can talk about New York too. We can talk about Jackson, Mississippi. Jackson, yeah, Mississippi has talk def- about. The fucking feds just came into Jackson. They're taking over. They said that, uh, they said that like, okay, the murder rate per capita in Jackson is apparently higher. The shooting rate is higher in Jackson per capita than anywhere else in the country again. Hey, look, man, let's talk about Macomb. Okay. Mm. Macomb is getting fucking, sooner or later, Macomb is going to be just like Jackson. Dude, I've, I've, uh, a couple of friends of mine's families are moving out of there they're like fuck it dude they're like there's no there's no reason i ran into somebody here in purvis i knew that uh her and her husband i know her and her husband obviously but we saw her at dollar general in purvis today they just moved out here and uh i was like you know damn i was like what what, you know what made you guys move here is like have you have you not kept up with what's going on in macomb and i'm just like damn i was like that's crazy like it kind of sucks. Like it sucks to hear that. I mean, and I've obviously been hearing about it for a while. And it's like, you want to try to make a difference, but I'm just curious to know, like now I'm, I'm curious to know what, what can we do? Like, what is it? Leadership? Is it, is it community leaders? Is it, you know, the fact uh, that 
there's still I, an awkward racial tension separation between people there. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah. I understand that it's like, like all this stuff. It's one of those same things. Like the white people that sit out and, you know, wherever Lake Dixie Springs are like, well, we don't care. Cause we go maybe go to the pig twice a week. The rest of it, we're just kind of living in our own little world out here. It's like versus the people who live on East side Macomb who, you know, is where a lot of this stuff happens. And it's like, like, how do you, how do you fix that? Like, what is like, what, how do you fix crime? <laughs> That's such a fucking simple question, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Like living here, man, it's just, it, you, you're constantly seeing it in the paper. You're constantly hearing from people about all oh, this person got shot. There's a couple of customers that come in. One of them was one of the very first big shootings happened over at the daiquiri stand. Yeah. We had, I was her son. Oh, damn, dude. Yeah. So hearing about it, you're just like, man, I wish it's just like, like you, like, like you said, what can we do? And then a lot of people are just like, oh, no, it ain't our problem, you know. And some people's like, man, we got to figure out how we can fix this. And they try to fix it and it doesn't work. So it's just maybe one day. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's real tough. I mean, it's, it sucks. It sucks to see your hometown kind of, you know, fall apart not that macomb was just like the the beacon of hope in the world beforehand but i mean it was different when we were kids things were different for sure way different um it's like drugs drugs are pretty bad too i mean the you know people can say what they want they can point their finger as much as they want about where the violence is happening but i mean your fucking kids are ODing every couple of weeks it's like people are people are watching their fucking teenagers you know, just turn up half dead, you know, five minutes away from dying. Somebody didn't hit him with Narcan. And it's actually, you know, I've I known like more people that have died of ODs that I know in the past, like four years that I've ever in my life. And I mean, I guess it also comes with just getting older and some people, you know, are fortunate enough to find their way out of that, you know, lifestyle. That yeah. Deter- yeah. That deteriorational lifestyle. And then some people are not, and they just stay there and it just gradually brings them. And we also live in a time where like fucking you've got shit like fentanyl in the streets. So it's like you can't just go casually get fucked up on dope no more. Like you've got to be extra careful or you're like dancing with the devil every time. I mean, obviously dope was bad beforehand, but fentanyl is like killing people, dude. Like almost every drug overdose that you hear about now is because of fentanyl. Yeah. I mean, plus it doesn't help with the current pandemic. So ain't nobody got nothing else better to do. So they just sit there and do what they got to do to relieve themselves of boredom or pain or something. So, yeah. I mean, if you don't have anything else to connect to connect to, like, I mean, think about it, man. Like I, I have, not only do I have a, a, a family that I'm happily with and I love and they love me and stuff like that, but like I got a couple of other like people who don't have shit to live for is what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that to be negative. I'm just saying like some people don't have anything they could ta- attach to. Like they might not have any friends, the friends they have that might also just be doing the same shit they're doing, you know, or if they had, you know, the friends they had had mm-hmm. tried to get them out and they didn't listen. So yeah. they're left alone. It sucks. It sucks it how does. easy it is for people to go too dope and, you know, it's it sucks also like people who have been there already for forever and they just fucking just i don't know they just don't care 
and there's no way out. And once you get into that, it's way more difficult, obviously, to get out than it was to get in. So true that. True that. Very dark. Very very dark. But I mean, but I mean, it's truth. Yep. So either way, you know, pray pray for McCall. <laughs> you remember Donovan Hill? He went to Macomb. Donovan Hill. Donovan. Yeah. Donovan. He 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 was a, he was in my class. He graduated. What do you mean? Was he a white guy or a black guy? Black guy. I probably know if I saw him, dude. He's about to run for mayor of Macomb. Really? Yeah. He's been a, he's been on the council for years. You think he'll get it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Know. I just saw it on. I don't uh, keep up. With, I don't keep up with McCollum politics that much. <laughs> no, nah, I don't. I just saw it in the. I just saw it on Facebook and uh, on Enterprise Journal. So I don't. I don't think he can do much. Yeah, I mean, we would hope that he could try. True, but a hard, hard, uh, hard transition here. Have you ever heard of the sandbox game? Sandbox game? The sandbox game. Can't say I have. It's a competitor to things like Decentraland and the metaverse. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal that you don't know what it is. But I just uh, created an an account on there the other day because I was seeing where their cryptocurrency was kind of going up pretty high. I mean, not high, but it was going up a percentage more. It was showing up on all the list of things that were like top gainers of the week and stuff. Right. So I went and made me an account. I didn't intend on making an account, but I went on to the website and so forth and so on. And then I ended up making an account. I haven't done anything on there, but I just noticed that I had it saved here and it made me want to ask you about it. I didn't know if you had heard anything. Since the last time you heard us talk anything about, uh, the metaverse. Have you happened to hear anything or see anything about that? No, no, I haven't. I didn't know if it, in your any of your inner circles, if it had been any rumblings about it. No, uh, most of my inner circle, besides you know you and Alex, uh, sure, we pretty much just talk video games, music, anime, stuff like that. So or. Uh, culture, you know, like Japanese yeah. culture, Korean culture. Because one of them, one of one of my really good ones, is from South Korea. He lives in South Korea. He's a teacher, and uh, so it's usually we don't really talk about stuff like that. No, it's just somebody random brings it up, and we talk about it for a second, and then we're just like, "Fuck it, let's go back to talking about what we're talking about." Right, right, right. Uh, well, with that being said, what have you been playing lately? What have I been playing lately? Yeah. Oof. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, I beat it, but then my Switch broke, so I had to re-go through it. So I've been playing that with a friend of mine, um, helping her along. A Switch. A friend of mine actually bought me one. Oh man, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, remember Martez? Oh yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. He's he streams. He he's the one who helped me get into streaming and helped me get affiliate and stuff with Twitch. Uh, when he found out mine broke, he actually went out and ordered me one and shipped it to me. <clears throat> How cool. Hey, Thursday, he's like, look, man, I need you to stream. So I streamed and he 
from Texas sent me pizza. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. He's really cool guy. Uh, you know, anybody yes, doesn't know yeah. him, he's a really cool guy. Uh, unfortunately, he's cool. He's, when we were teenagers. So unfortunately he is paralyzed. <clears throat> so oh, damn, that's a bummer. Yeah. So he pretty much just sits at the house, draws off, uh, the military cause he was in the Navy. Yeah. But, well, uh, I mean, but if anybody deserves to get paid, was ch- kicking it at the house, I would say that it would probably be people from the military. Yeah. Especially and, in positions like him. And he, t- he tries to take care of everybody. You know, he feels like it's his responsibility to try to take care of everybody. So he buys us games and buys pizza and ships all switches. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, fuck it. If he wants to do that, shout out to Martez. Right, You're a good guy, Martin. Right. So yeah, we've I've been playing that. We've been playing some uh, Muscle Hunter World on the PC. I've been running through the Dark Souls, getting ready for Elden Ring to come out, which comes out at the end of February. So I'm really excited for that. That'll be one of the games I'll be streaming around that time. But besides that, I really haven't been playing that much of anything else besides those games. Uh, I have interest in my uh, other interest lies in doing something else. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. But, uh, yeah, so you, I assume you stream those. Those are all games you've been playing and streaming or? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I streamed, I actually got done streaming and then joined, joined over for the podcast. I was streaming Rise. I was on uh, Rise. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, I, I, this a couple of times this past week, our, our mutual friend and, uh, homeboy, uh, T Frost. He has recently moved over to the past month or so. He's moved over to YouTube. So yep. I've been, uh, we might have talked about this before, but yeah, I've been trying to catch a few of his streams. The unfortunate part about it is, is like prime time for him to be on streaming happens to be when I'm like prime time doing daddy duty shit. Right. So I don't really get to, sometimes I'll, I'll throw it on and just like leave it on. So it'll be another person in the stream, if nothing else. Cause if anybody understands, I understand that. <laughs> right. Uh, hey, you know, props, when, props to him because YouTube is really hard because yeah. they're so copyright restricted. Really? DMs, yeah. Like they're worse than Twitch. Like Mang, Martez, me and Gong did a cover of, uh, Tenacious D Fucker Hard. I played, yeah. I played, I played the guitar. He did, he did the, uh, his ukulele for it and it sounded really good and he sang it. And Mang accidentally played it during stream. And it got him a copyright strike. Damn, dude. Instantly, yes. That's crazy. And it's also crazy that they like picked it up. Right. It was, it was, it was crazy. It was so yeah, props to him. But I wouldn't go to YouTube gaming. I mean, no. unless I had to, but well, in that also, case, I'd rather just quit. Maybe for what T Frost is doing, you know, uh, he kind of just plays the game and talks. Maybe that's kind of like, a, you know, if that's his, his wave for right now. And if he could get some traction there, maybe he could move somewhere back, move back to Twitch, you know, or go to Facebook or something. But I mean, I feel like Facebook, I mean, anytime I've ever done a live and like played any kind of music or something, it's like it immediately gets taken down right after I get through recording. They're like, copyright this. You don't have the rights to this, blah, blah, blah. 
And right. that, that sucks to me. Like that was one of the things, uh, you know, when we started doing the radio show on Thursday nights, um, Adam, the yeah, main, the main guy over there, or the co-main guy, the producer for, uh, deviant behavior radio, deviant behavior radio. Uh, he was like, dude, if you want to do that on the radio station sometime, you should do that. And I was like, you know, I was like, Hey, that's a great idea, especially because they pay for, you know, yearly for the license to be able to play just about anybody who's registered under like BMI or whatever. So right. I think that I might be saying it all wrong, but I do know that they pay for the the license agreement to be able to play that, those songs, uh, pretty much anything, you know, main, you go through any kind of publishing service, it's going to be registered under X, X, X and X. Right. But, uh, right. yeah. So that's why I started doing that. And that's, I mean, that's been pretty freaking fun too. So I'm getting to be able to talk. And those of you who are listening, uh, this far in every Thursday night at 9 PM on dvbehaviorradio.com, I, Shane Smith, do a show called Toxic Tunes and Trends. And man, it is fun. I get on there and I play music for 30 minutes and I, uh, talk a lot of shit for 30 minutes and it's all under the mixture or back and forth, back and forth, if you will. A shameless plug there for my, uh, my other <laughs> baby. <laughs> but, uh, you got wrong with that. Yeah. <clears throat> like, as I, as I was saying earlier, I've fucking been playing UFC, but I, uh, I'm, I'm really, What's crazy is I've been thinking I'm, I'm, I'm torn because I want to get into two things, but one of the, th- I can only get into one of them if I'm going to do it seriously. I either want to A, take up streaming or B, take up, did your phone just vibrate? No. Oh, it was mine. Uh, or pick up and actually start focusing on trying to make NFTs. Because I have se- I have several collection ideas for NFTs, and I know that I'm not going to turn into one of these overnight like crazy, you know, thousands of dollars worth of NFT money. But I just kind of want to get into it just for the sake of. I mean, the podcast I enjoy doing because it's like it's a piece of something that can go back to and listen and be like, oh man, this is what was going on at the time. Da 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 da. And I'm thinking about. You implementing that into an idea for NFTs regard, like basically kind of doing it as like a side thing for the podcast. Right. right. Like connecting them together somehow. Right. Now the but, thing about the, the thing about that is what do you, what do you see yourself doing more? That's the thing. The thing is, do you actually I'll, see yourself sitting down in front of a, in front of a web camera and streaming a thousand, you know, streaming to like maybe two to three people who would watch. Or would you rather track up and buy it for like a couple bucks here and there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty confident that I would probably, uh, I feel like the, with the thing with the streaming is it's just another block of time that's going to take up. Cause I do the radio show. I do the podcast. I work it on music. I'm, you know, I'm, I've made a, 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 a pact to myself to between now and when I turn 30 to go as hard as I can making music, you know, like just with other people and just being playing my part in the ecosystem. So it's like with streaming, I feel like it's just, it's almost like it would just take up that extra t- because then it would become like a chore as opposed to me just, you know, getting done with everything I'm doing and running a couple of rounds or, you know, shooting a couple of people or whatever it may be. Like if I go to play a game, I might be like, Oh damn, now I got to connect and stream. And then it's like, I'm streaming at 1130 at night, 
you know, but it'd be different if I, if I was focused on that, you know what I'm saying? If I was focused on streaming and I could be focused on streaming, then that would be different. But I feel like the thing with the NFTs is like the most time consuming part of it is going to be just making them and however I decide to create them. But I can literally do that on a Saturday afternoon while I'm sitting at the house and my family's out of the house, crack open a beer and work on my stuff like that, you know? Right. Right. I would, I would honestly say work on the NFT thing. Uh, yeah. Streaming, man, it, 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 it will eat, it, how to put it. It's a grind. It's a grind, yes. Yeah. Especially if you want to become affiliated so that way you can start getting people who want to subscribe to you and they start to want to, you know, donate bits. And how it is, how it works is every every $100 you make, you'll get paid for that. So if you don't make that $100 per month, you have to wait a couple months to get paid. Right. I mean, but to be honest, if you're, I mean, if if you're going in thinking like that, then yeah, it's gonna suck. But if you're going just to have fun with it, then yeah, you know. But it's still every, a every couple way, <laughs> right? Yeah, especially to get affiliated because you got to get fifty followers. You got to put so many hours, so many days. You got to keep an average of like three, uh, three viewers at a time to watch you. Yeah. So it's it, dedication, it, it, dedication, it's, it's consistency. <laughs> yeah, that's a grind. So that's why I say stick with the NFTs. I mean, is that something you could just sit down and be like, all right, look, I want to put a circle on this mushroom. <laughs> put my put some paint on my dick and slap it to a piece of paper and take a picture of it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be tight. And you know, I was thinking also like getting into the NFT stuff, like you know, there's ways that you can like release music and shit as NFTs. It's right. like, so if you, if you did happen to create like just a, a little bit of a community around like the NFTs and the podcasts and all this other stuff, cause it's all having it all connected obviously works that way, but our, the goal would be for it to work that way. Then you could be like, Hey, we're really, I'm releasing like a song as an NFT where only like 25 people can buy it. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's like, right. and then just, and then you could do that periodically and that would be kind of tight. I think that would be fun if nothing else, you know, like, yeah, I agree. especially with the fact the way that we have now, like for us to do like music, it's like we're starting to get comfortable with the whole just sending the shit back and forth. Well, obviously we're direly behind on the times, but it's like we're, we're getting to the point where it's like comfortable sending stuff back and forth, working on stuff with different people and doing this and doing that. It's like, you could come up with something with somebody and be like, like I've all, I've had this idea, like with T Frost, I used to have this idea about like, I was going to have three songs and then like, re- like release them on his, like him, re- like us, him come over one weekend and like that Saturday night, like, Hey, I'm putting out these three songs. Their first can be played on T Frost's Twitch or something like that. This was like right. months and months and months ago, maybe a year or two ago, even when he was first getting on there and shit. And I was seeing, I was like, man, this would be a great opportunity to like, you know, you could do something where you release music exclusively there. But like now, like uh society or whatever internet culture is moving so fast that now the thing I'm thinking of is like, man, we could try to do like NFTs because look at it this way. We, we used to go around and sell our CDs for like five bucks a piece or $10 a piece. Like that used to be the thing, but now streaming service and access to music is just so fucking like, Nobody even knows who you are unless you've got your music out online. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like you've got to give out all of your music before you get to the point where somebody would be willing to pay you for anything. But it's like now we can kind of go back to the like, you know, you've got things like Bandcamp where people are like actually selling their 
it's like it's like basically taking the place of iTunes. <laughs> like I'm sure there's other things out there like this, but you go to Bandcamp to pay five dollars for somebody's EP. You know, like it's a, it's a way, it, but it's somewhat in like the subculture of just like being cool and wanting to pay for people's shit. You know, making sure they right. get their just due for, you know, right. and and that's kind of tight. But I'm thinking with the NFT space, it's like if we're wanting to get into NFTs and talk about cryptocurrency and doing this and doing that, and that's kind of almost like. I don't want to say, I don't want to say on brand, but for me personally, that's obviously something stuff that I had big interest in, whether it be out of pure fear or pure interest of getting rich or just pure interest of seeing where it takes us in the future. Like these things with cryptocurrency or you know, NFTs and the metaverse and shit like that. It's like, so why metaverse. not go, why not go ahead and try since I'm already going to be interested in this space, no matter what, whether I'm active in it or not, I might as well put my best foot forward and try to allow that to be an additional piece to this, this, this system that I'm, this ecosystem that I'm always talking about wanting to just be a part of and, and build and shit. Hey, I don't see why not, man. Uh, yeah, and I mean, maybe letting the cat out of the bag, but like I'm thinking to myself, like if I can, if I can figure out how to do it, and you know, if I can figure out how to, you know, do it successfully, whether it be like successfully in the sense of getting it up and getting to where I can convince someone to go and buy something of mine, then I might can figure out how to share that information with some of my other friends that do podcasts or do music or do whatever because like that's something that it takes a little bit of time to do but as i've said before and i've talked about on this podcast some of this stuff that we have interest in like steven okay last episode steven came on here and he told us he had no idea what we were talking about about the metaverse like he had no he had never heard of this this is steven we're talking about here like the first person i would think would that would know about yeah right yeah and he's like he's like i have no idea like what you're talking about and he only kind of knew about nfts well since we recorded that episode like he's been buying land in like these virtual worlds and shit like he's like been like obsessed he's like i've been i don't want to say obsessed but like he like just started he sent me something the other day and he's like i'll own this whole community in this city block in nashville it's like what the hell dude He was like, he said, it's only right that my first NFT is like a monkey, like a Lil Wayne monkey. It's like, and it, I looked at it, it's like, he paid a couple hundred bucks for it. And he's like, dude, I'm in. It's like, and he's got like, I was seeing his little list. He's got him like two or three NFTs. And I was like, damn. Damn. But it's interesting. Goes to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's interesting if for nothing else, even if they, these things don't gain, even if they don't gain in value, it's a storage of value because like I got to thinking about it and I was like, I have money in cryptocurrency and it's the crypto market is like kind of fucked right now because apparently in Kazakhstan, they're having like some kind of revolt and we're about to go to uh, Russia's about to go to war with like everybody. Not really, but maybe. <laughs> a little, little off topic, but that's a thing right now. And for some reason, this that has happened in Kazakhstan is because our, that is causing the crypto market to go down for some reason. But just like any other time, I'm more than confident it's going to go back up. And right. people are like, oh, damn, why did I sell? Why didn't I keep my money? You know, blah, 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 blah. Or why didn't I put more money in there? I've got money in cryptocurrency and I've got money in the stock market. Like, and the amount of money that I have in both of these places is enough to pay, pay, pay my rent plus some. 
And that's right now. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like when things go up, whatever it be, whether it be crypto or this specific crypto or this stock or whatever, these different things, it's a store of value. Like this money is sitting somewhere, but it's like I don't have to think about it in the sense of like this is money. I, I'm not going to go in there and try and take that money out to pay my rent is what I'm saying. Like right. I'm going to keep it in there and I'm going to continue to. Right. To, you're you're going to see how much interest. And right. I'm going to manipulate it. it and move it and do this and do that and see what I can do to continue. Cause the, the money that I have in cryptocurrency is house money right now. Like this isn't money that I like the money that I initially put in on this app is money that I just, I, t- I took all the money out that I already put in there and I'm, I've still got money that it's growing and it does what it does. And it's like, I've taken plenty of money out of my cryptocurrency account. So over time, like not a consistent amount, like I'm not pulling out two fifty a week or anything like that, you know, just as extra money, but I have taken money out of there and it's still doing whatever it's doing. Right. But I digress. The main reason I'm bringing that up is because of the fact that the NFT space is the same thing. You know, it's like Steven might have bought that. It's not going to ever go down, especially this early in the game. Wherever he bought that from, that brand is not going to go down. So eventually what's going to happen is that one that he has is going to become worth so much more because that same creator who is only growing in popularity is going to continue to come out with new collections and and you know, it's something that's really funny, and I don't know if anybody's ever done an article on this or anything like that, which I'm sure there's somewhere on the internet people have talked about this, maybe even on Reddit. But like, think about how much more valuable your stuff becomes. Say if you have a, a an NFT that uh, was made eight years ago, and they only made a thousand of them, and if you just bank on how many of those people that bought those thousands. That lost access to their wallets, like the way that it works, it's hard. Like once you lose access to your wallet, it's kind of hard to get back into it because of how much security there is around the blockchain. I mean, alleged security. Uh, so like if you get like lo- locked out of your wallet, you lose all your cryptocurrency and your NFTs because you don't know how to get into it. So now automatically, even if, if people don't realize it or if there's a way that people do realize it. There might only be 700 – let's say they only made a 1,000 of them. There might only be 750 of them that are on market because nobody can get to the other 250 of them. So they're technically right. gone. So it just makes the rarity even higher. you know. Like, And after eight years, there's no telling. There's, how many people bought those because they got into NFTs for five minutes, and then they stopped giving a damn, and then they gave a damn later on, and they had to make a new wallet, and they don't realize they've got a wallet that's sitting there, whether it's got cryptocurrency and NFTs, and it's probably worth like $7 million dollars and they can't right. even touch it <laughs> you know what right. i'm saying and in in cryptocurrency world you could say say if i had if i had uh let's say 200 uh let's say i had 200 bitcoins and then there's a wallet that would be fucking nuts by the way if i had 200 bitcoins <laughs> That we would be we wouldn't even be having this conversation but if i had 200 bitcoins and uh, I sent them to a wallet that is a known burner account. Like it's a wallet that is known that nobody has access to. But if I made the sacrifice of sending those 200 to – Bitcoin's a terrible example because if I just sent 200 Bitcoin in there to burn them, then it probably wouldn't make that much of a difference because it's only 200 of them out of God knows how many there are. And, well, I think there's actually a way to tell, but <laughs> not only God right. knows, I guess. But it would raise the value of all the other ones. It's like the same concept of like how our money isn't going to be worth anything in America because they keep printing it. 
Right. Like think of the opposite of that. The reverse would be to burn the money to where the money would be actually worth more because there's less of it. Right. Uh, there's a, probably a much better, like concise term for it, uh, like supply and demand, maybe. But I, I don't know. Scarcity is another thing I think that you could use in that. Like, right? It's like a uh, the, the, some, eventually something becomes the most valuable, like eggs. Like chickens stop laying eggs, so if you can find an egg, the scarcity of an egg is, you know, wine. They make wine. Oh, there was only 400 bottles of this, so it's going to cost a lot more because it came from the fields of Fukaduka Maluka and they make the best wine in the world, but they only have 400 bottles, you know? <laughs> right, right. And sooner or later, it, not only that, it becomes a collectible, but that collectible will build up over time. And once it gets yeah. that price, just sell it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Once it gets somewhere where you're most comfortable with. But I want to start trying to figure out, not only for myself, but I want to start figuring out ways for my homies to be able to start doing things. Because, I mean, shit, dude, like, I don't, I don't know if it's just because of like the era in which we grew up or like what it was, but like, or just the way we grew up. But it's like, I don't think any of us really knew what we were going to do by this point in life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying we're doing bad now. I'm just saying like, I, I mean, my, almost my entire life, people, there's been a story every five years about how we're all going to die in five years. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like the world's going to end in five years. Right. It's like I, and I, I wasn't groomed to go to college. I didn't go to, you know, I didn't go right. to become a, a doctor or, or a lawyer. So I'm trying to figure out this. It, it's an interesting thing trying to both be interested because I am interested in the future and I'm interested in the things that people like us tend to, you know, uh, like what's the word I'm looking for? Like gravitate towards. Right. Like, I mean, whether it be the podcast, whether it be streaming, whether it be NFTs and cryptocurrencies, you know, whether it be the metaverse, like those kind of things. And obviously music, music is a thing, but the music is always there. You know, these right. things that we're talking about here are things that let's like the, with, the thing that sucks about cryptocurrency and NFT is because you wonder you, there's that question in the back of your head is like, are we on the cusp of something or is this actually going to just be like shut, shut down in like five years when people yes. are like, yeah. it's all a giant scam. And then they have documentaries years later about how cryptocurrency is a whole fucking industry. And then they realized that it fell flat on its face. And a lot of people would say that that's the case with cryptocurrencies. <laughs> you know, like a lot of people would say that a cryptocurrency is going to fall flat on its face. And it's like at base or bare minimum value, or excuse me, at, uh, you know, just looking at NFTs, the very first thing you say is, I can just copy and paste this. What the fuck does it matter? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, the, what does it matter? If you can make a trading card out of anything, then what value does it actually have? It's like, what's to keep me from going? And obviously, obviously, there's more nuance to it than that. But at base value, you look at it and that's what you think. You're like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, why would I even care about that? And so in reality, I'm, I have to tell myself, like, how much money do I want to put in, you know, try to store value in the NFT realm when we find out our people just like, you know, three or four years from now, they're like, wow, I can't believe that we actually people used to spend millions of dollars on fucking pictures online. You know, like to me, it seems like it would be more valuable to go buy the original art from somebody and hang it up in my home. Right. (laughs) As opposed to, you know. But I don't know. I think the thing with with the the uh, the 
the VR worlds and shit like that, like the, the, the metaverse type gigs and stuff like that. The sandbox and Decentraland and all the, the, all those kind of things. I think the interesting part about buying the NFTs will be the NF, the only way you can access, uh, like I won't be able to upload my own picture of this to the metaverse. It'll have to be a smart contract bought through an NFT in order to get it onto the metaverse or somewhere in the statute. So I think that might be where the the visionaries might see that to be, you know what I'm saying? And you the probably the you go re actually read something about this shit and they'll probably say something along those lines. But I don't know. I mean, I wonder how many people buy NFTs that have absolutely no concern, yay or nay, about getting on the metaverse or sandbox. Probably a lot. Honestly, probably a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like, and people, I have a coworker who is just so adamantly against any of that stuff. And he's just like, it's a fraud. It's a, it's a scam. It's a pyramid scam and all this other stuff. And I'm like, yes, but the thing is, is like every is, is not, is not the federal government a pyramid scam. It's a Ponzi scheme. Like it's just like, as long as, <laughs> <It is. laughs> as long as you believe that it's worth having there, then it's, it's worth it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the thing is, is a lot of people are starting to believe that it's worth having there. And my whole thing is it's both the fear of growing old, poor and the fear of growing old by 40. You know what I'm saying? Like, because the world moves so fast. It's yes. like, I don't want to be left behind right. on the, the, the train of what's going on. Not just because I'm afraid of being lonely in the world, but just because I want to be aware. I've got a kid, you know, it's like, Hey, I want to prepare him for whatever it is that's coming. Yeah, and not right. only, I'm always a doomsdayer. It sounds like, but not, I don't even mean that just in a ne- uh, nefarious way. Like, Oh, what's coming? The impending doom. No, man. Like the, let's just say the world gets better because of all of this shit we're talking about. Let's say it plays a big part in changing the world for the better i would like to be able to guide my son into that type of stuff as opposed just like you know our folks guided us into whatever the fuck they guided us into (laughs) like i'd be able to i'd like to be able to help my son have the baby steps going into understanding how smart contracts go and you know how to how to make some money off of whatever or how to survive and get a job in the uh the metaverse i don't know (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I could definitely say that the people who are out there that don't care about that stuff, I think that the day will come where they will find themselves caring about it and they didn't even realize it. Right. I think that things like Decentraland and the Sandbox and Earth 2 are going to become just like Facebook. Like everybody's going to have it like Facebook. Earth 2. Yeah. I mean, it just, it seems like it makes the most sense to me, but you got, uh, you got any, uh, anything you're trying to, uh, work towards this year? Any kind of goals you got set for streaming or the podcast or personal life or put any thought into it? (laughs) And here we go. So you already know that, uh, I've been working on music. I I know sent you some stuff. You sent it back. It all sounds good. Well, I'm going to at least by the end of the, at least by like March, April, put out this little EP or mixtape 
that has all my friends on it and all the beats and stuff. I will write, you know, collab. Yeah. And I want to, that's like, that's one of my big things. Like I always wanted to make music, but I always put it off. Or if I try to do it, I half-ass do it. So this is one thing I'm taking the time out to do and learn how to do it. Dude, that's awesome. So that's one of them. Uh, one of my other ones, one of my uh, other ones is I want to do more with YouTube, with the podcast, upload it, to, uh, upload it, uh, upload the podcast to YouTube. So people who don't, don't go on Anchor or Spotify or something like that, they can just load it up and listen to it if they wanted to. Right, uh, right. You know, I wouldn't mind becoming a partner with Twitch, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but it's kind of a goal I want to work towards. And let's see. No, that's about it. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty professional goals. I mean, you have you wanting to focus more on music, which is awesome. You know, I mean, especially I I can definitely relate. Like with especially with the uh, whole, like you want to get, you get into something, you get hype about it for a little while, and then you kind of like move on. It's like oh, I don't, right. don't really care as much about it. I got something other things of interest, but it's like like you said, you you've always wanted to like work on music and have like your own stuff to show and like being able to focus on it now, like why, now or never, like kind of like I'm just gonna do this. It's like, I'm going to make it and it will be what it is, but it's going to be, you know, my project and I'm going to be happy about it. Right. And that's cool. I mean, Hey, you've, you've already sent me a couple of stuff, the beats you're working on. And I think it's tight. I mean, your mind is starting to work in a, a different way, you know, and that's kind yeah. of tight. Yeah. Oh, well, I've kind of laid off the metal music. I have, <laughs> I love metal, man. I love metal music. I love it to death. But in order for me to get a better understanding of how beats work and stuff, so I've been listening to more rap, more hip hop, more lo-fi stuff. Right. And get an idea for what they do and trying to see what I could do, not necessarily copy what they do, but get an idea for what I could do writing this. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. So it's it's gonna be rough. Uh oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> uh yeah, I forgot. There's two other things I wanted to do. Uh one was learn Japanese, continue learning Japanese. So I can, I can actually understand it and listen to it. Yeah. But I can't speak it. So I want to learn how to speak it. And the second one was uh, to pick up the guitar and actually learn more stuff about it instead of just being able to play a couple bars or a couple of licks on it. Right. Yeah, no, that that's tight. I mean, I definitely, uh, I definitely dig that. Uh, uh, Man, every now and then I go and I pick up my guitar and I'm like, gosh, I miss the days. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely miss the days of when I used to play guitar all the time. But in the same breath, like it doesn't give me the same. I'm, I, I'm, it's kind of back to what I was saying. There's not enough hours in the day, man. It's like I, I just, I have so much other stuff that like I'm probably a little bit more interested than learn how to play the guitar again. I'll see how, how, how I'm doing, how, how I set myself up to do this was over on Twitch. I put up a goal and for however many people that donate to that goal, once it gets complete, I will have to do a stream of showing what I've learned on guitar. So oh, that's kind of cool, but it, keep, it holds you accountable for actually having to put the time in. Right. So that's what makes me have to sit down and learn like what it is right now. I, me and, one of the other streamers I'm really good friends with, the name is Gong. He's doing he's doing music with me. Like, I'll I'll write a beat and I'll put something to it and I'll send it to him. And he'll just be like, "All right, 
let's change this up and see how this will sound. Or what about if you tried this and I'll go back and I'll, re- I'll record it, send it to him. And he'd be like, all right, try it like this. And I'll try it like that. And it does sound better. Yeah. And he, you know, he's teaching me about wordplay and stuff like that. You know, I'm not, I sit down and I'll write a fucking book for a lyric. And yeah. like, no, man, you need to sit down and like simplify this. So I've been doing that, but man, Hill's going to do a cover of an anime opening called going to range by Lisa. It's for demon slayer. And it is a beautiful cover and I'm going to do the guitar for it. He's going to do the vocals and drums and piano for it. And I'm going to do the bass also. So that's what's been motivating me to pick up the guitar to learn it. Cause a lot of it is, is uh, it's different rhythms. There's tapping in this. Yeah. So it's, it's work. Yeah. It definitely sounds like it, especially if it's not something that you're like constantly doing already, you know? Right. <laughs> right. So that, that's something that that's keeping me motivated because I have people every day dropping two to $3 towards this, this goal, which I set kind of high. Oh, just man. in case, just in case. So it, it's getting there, man. I'm just like, oh shit. Let me pick up the guitar, and start watching videos, and seeing what they do, see what I can do. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's also pretty cool though to like have like that community like supporting you. You know, right, right, right. I got to say, the community I'm in right now. Uh, that's you know outside you and Alex. Yeah. Uh, Really great, really great. Uh, one day you should just come hang out in Discord with us and talk. Oh yeah, but, man! I, I kept popping my head in there. It seemed like you guys, you guys are they, like they're pretty active in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're pretty active. Uh, yeah, um, they they they're, they're really supportive. Uh, especially Martez, he's a big part of it. Yeah, he's he's just like, man, we got to make this shit happen because I know if we make this shit happen, and y'all two do this cover and release it on Twitch. It's gonna draw more people in. He's like, I just, I see it happening, and I'm just like, okay, if you say so, if you say so, buddy. <laughs> I don't know, you know. I just, I did this as a, you know, maybe I can. I'm not gonna lie, make a few bucks. Yeah, and then people are doing it. So I'm like, all right, pick up the guitar. Let's get motivated to do this. Well, it's a win-win, man. I mean, especially like when you guys come out and you do it. Whenever you do do it. It's like, look, you made a couple of bucks, but like everybody got to watch y'all on that journey, like get it together and make it happen. And then it's like, of course, they're going to be like, hey, look, we more or less paid for this to happen. So they're going to share it with their people. Right. They're obviously going to support you, (laughs) you know, so they're obviously supporting you as it is. I think that's tight. I think it's cool that you're able to be in in that community to be able to have those people that are, you know, able to do that for you and with you. Right. Right. It's It's, it's pretty good. So what about you? What's yours? Man, uh, you know, music, ironically enough, I, I am definitely, you know, my, my thing is, is what I, what I really want to start doing is doing music with, which is funny, you know, you kind of working on your thing at the same time and I'm getting to be a part of that. Like, I'm very interested in like doing music with other people. Like for, like, I'm obviously going to work on my own stuff too, but, uh, I've rekindled some, uh, like old avenues of making music with a, another old friend of mine and a guy from here, uh, actually that, that comes over. He's been on the podcast a couple of times. Drew, uh, he comes over like every time there's a UFC fight, me and him hang out here at the house. He come, I mean, he was over last night. There wasn't a fight, but, uh, I don't know. He's a cool dude. Good friend of mine over here. One of the few people that I have actually got around to hanging out with over here. Right. And, uh, you know, he comes over to the crib and we kick it and 
it's a good time hanging out with him, but he, he raps and it's cool. Cause like, you know, we're about to start trying to work on some stuff together. Like I'm not, I don't have any intentions on just like doing like full projects or anything with anybody. But like, if, if any of these people I get, you know, a handful of songs with, it's like, bam, we'll just put it out as like a three song project or whatever. But the thing is, is I'm like, Hey, let's do it. And you release it. However you want to release it. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't even have to be anything. I would promote anything I do with somebody like it's my own, but I've always done that. Right. My thing is just kind of like, I would rather just play, uh, like I've said before, like, I mean, obviously, if it nothing else, it, it, it will be practice for me to be able to do more of my own stuff. But like, if somebody approaches me with a style of music that is not me picking my own beat that I want to rap over or whatever, then it's like it's going to force me to obviously step out of my box, my little comfort zone a little bit. But in the same breath, it also does kind of what I was saying earlier, how I'm always talking about this ecosystem type shit that I want to be a part of and build of just artists that are doing their art podcasters or entertainers or influencers or whatever people doing their own thing. Like I want to continue to contribute to that and just do the best I can to push people, push people up, you know, the best I can. I mean, I'm not rich. So like the best I can do is offer the, uh, the few talents that I have while, you know, right. Especially the two beats I sent you were, it totally doesn't sound like anything you've ever done. So I, well, I, I had to sit back and I had to, you know, I'll, I'll listen to it and I've been trying to mix it. Yeah. Cause I, I thought about it, you know, um, uh, you said you wanted to extend it, uh, send it a little. So I've been trying to figure out how to extend it and make it sound just a little bit better for you to go back and do, uh, that on that one. But yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm just going to leave it to where it's just you and, uh, Alex on this one, uh, yeah. those two and mix it out and master it. And then once it's ready, I'll give it to you and him and y'all can promote it however y'all want. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's tight, man. I mean, I, I definitely enjoy doing it. And that, like I said, I mean, uh, music is one thing. Uh, the podcast is, is another something that I'm wanting to do with the podcast. You know, obviously I was talking about the NFTs and stuff, but, uh, something else I want to do with the podcast is I, I really want to start trying to, I want to force myself to like branch out with guests. Like I have plenty of people that like want to be on the show, but like sometimes I'm like, this is the thing. Sometimes it's not like I had no problem doing the Zoom episodes. The Zoom episodes are fine with me, but a lot of times people are not equipped to do an episode right. on Zoom. Like, right. and it's like, it's not necessarily that you have to have a microphone to do Zoom, but it's so much better. Better. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, it's so much better. And it's like when people hit me up and they're like, oh man, you know, I heard you loud and clear, but the guy on the other side, like, it sounded like his shit was like breaking and stuff like that. Like, it right. was just, and it's like, damn, like, it's a whole hour and a half, two hours of like me coming through clear and the other person not coming through clear at all. Right. But, right. And then I'm also in a dilemma because there's some people that I would like to have on the show, but it's like, also like, I'm, I'm not just in a perfect world or five, six years ago. Like I just be like, come over to the house, man. You know what I'm saying? Just come over to my house and we'll do the episode there. But I can't really just invite everyone in right. that I want on the show over to my house. Like right. not that there's anything wrong with these people. It's just like, at some point it's like, my my home is a bit of my domain, you know, like it's, um, it is the only place where I have privacy in this whole world where I can guarantee privacy. So like having too many people come and visit my house, it just opens me up to somebody could come break into my house one day and 
have absolutely nothing to do with anyone I've invited over here, but then it's going to like just fuck my head up forever. You know what I'm right. saying? Like this is where my, my wife and my child are at. And if I'm not here, my wife and my child are here. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that kind of stuff just brings me a different level of anxiety. So yeah, I but agree. I'm wanting to start trying to get actually reaching out to other podcasters, like not necessarily just people that I know, but like other podcasters and trying to get them to be on the show, you know, maybe even do like episode for episode. You know, right. I, it, it's one of those kind of things where like you have to take the time to listen to somebody's episode to see if it would even make listen to a couple of episodes of someone's show to see if it would even make sense to reach out to them about trying to work together on something. Right. But, and also like there's a, and I would be lying if I didn't say I thought about the fact that some people will go through, could go through a couple of episodes of my show and they might be like, wow, I don't know if I want to get this guy on my podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like now personally, I think if you listen to a couple of episodes of my podcast, you can very clearly see the kind of person I am. You know, I don't think, I don't think that I am uh, some nefarious being. If you knew me strictly off of Facebook, you didn't know me at all. You know, but, but it's one of those kind of things like where, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you, I'm going to start trying to make myself try at least don't fear the rejection of somebody being like, ah, no, man, I don't think it's going to work out. You know, like I talk about all kinds of stuff on my show. So I don't think I would have a problem if I was to go on a podcast where somebody was doing like, uh, say like a MMA podcast. Like, I think I would be able to hold my own on a podcast like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I I think you personally can hold your own in music, you know, any kind of interest you have or yeah. video games, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. It's like, you know, I, I do the show. I do the show with you guys. We cover a lot of different stuff when I do y'all show. Uh, I've been on the show with um, Jonathan May, his podcast about uh, comic book cinema or whatever. Uh, and all that stuff is stuff that I'm, I'm versed in. I wouldn't say that I, I always say I'm the, ma- I'm a master of none, of course, but a uh, student of uh, plenty, master of none. Right. But, uh, but yeah, so I mean, I'm not, I definitely think that I, there's a, there's space for me to be able to get into talking with other people. And the thing, the main reason, man, is I want to build my audience. And, but I also just want to learn, like, you know, I just want to learn from other people and just continue to, branch out but and of course i want to continue to get artists i want I'm, my goal is to have 20 different artists get on the podcast this year like 20 different people now if i have somebody come on you know twice or whatever that's fine and dandy but like i want to have 20 different actual like people who do some kind of either music or yeah i say artists but i don't necessarily mean artists i want to have actually 20 different guests that come on, even if they come on twice or whatever it is, I want to have 20 different guests because I haven't done that yet. Like I've done pretty good, but like I recycle people. A lot of times I'll get, you know, you or Alex on and I don't have a problem with that because a lot of the, it works just as well having somebody on, but the interest of bringing more people in. People on. Yeah. Especially, especially let's say it's Joe Bob. He's got his own podcast and he's got a, he's got more, you know, a variety of listeners. And you get him on, well, of course, his listeners are going to come over and listen to what you say with him. So, right. And right, you, exactly. can, you can build your audience with them. They can integrate and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, that's a really great goal. Yeah. I, I, I do think you should do that. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not solely for the sake of just trying to climb the ladder, but in the same breath, like even people who are like on like the, the level or the tier of which I'm at. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you've got the same amount of you kind of we're kind of the same level. We're just not in the same stratosphere as each other. Like, right. so I'll go over here to your show. You come over here to my show. Like, let's let's fool around like that. And then, you know, then you've got a working relationship with someone. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you've got a, a business relationship with someone technically through via the podcast. You never know who you meet that might end up turning into a friend or somebody that, you know, you guys can uh, benefit each other for some reason or another. Right. So, right. like, the, just kind of trying to open doors, like, with the podcast. like I, Because it's something I, I intend to continue to do even beyond the scope of me doing music at this point. Right. Like that, that, that window for music for me, like I watch, I can see it far away. You know what I'm saying? I can see my, that window of me moving on and maybe closing, closing the curtains on that. I don't know. Right. It's not tomorrow. It's not next week and it's not next month, but the podcast is going to last longer than that. You know, right. it's going to be around. So I want to continue to build this and, you know, as I've said before, like this is a something, this is a, a hold of information that is going to be something for not only myself to come back and listen to one day, uh, whether it be just because, wow, look at us when we started the show or wow, this was a pretty cool thing that I did for a while, for a couple of years, which in my intent right now is, is the podcast is here to stay. Right. Organic poison is going to be a thing far beyond, far beyond the NFTs, far beyond the music, far beyond the streaming, far beyond any of that stuff. Organic poison is going to be, this is my thing until they force me to stop making them. <laughs> hey, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Well, look, Jimmy, I appreciate you being on tonight's episode, man. Hey, man. Thanks for hitting me up. Yeah, we, 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 we're rolling into the new year nice and smooth with a familiar face and a familiar um, voice. I am also, know, I am also I, planning to start uploading my shit to YouTube, by the way. Hey, I mean, y- you're the one who convinced me honestly to do this. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm also a major proponent of do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you're one of the first ones who, you're the one who really convinced me because we talked about it in one of your episodes and I actually went and posted one of me and Alex's uh, reviews we did of the uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion podcast. And it's actually gathered quite some views. It's interesting how you can gain. So like the amount of views you can, you can get on YouTube. It's like, it puts the pot, like your numbers from like Spotify and Apple to shame, especially if it gets like in a nice little algorithm somewhere. Right. Like, uh, you know, we were just talking about Jonathan May and his podcast. Like, whenever he puts out certain clips, like they just take off like wildfire because they get an algorithm. Like, which he does pretty popular. Like his, the content that he makes is a pretty popular, pretty popular market. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, it's pretty interesting though, just to see how quickly he started to have videos that would go and start doing good numbers just after he started upload. Like he was doing it for like two or three months, and he started getting you know a couple of hundreds of plays. Based off of, you know, seven minute video and stuff. Well, I mean, uh, also Jonathan May is very charismatic. So people are going to be drawn to him anyway. Sure. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. The man definitely has a reach. Like a lot of people know him too, for sure. Right. Right. But yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, one last little thing before you leave. I got something else special for you that, um, I, I, I wrote a verse for. Uh, my friend Gong's going to be on it. I'm also going to ship it to you and Alex because I want y'all on it. So Dude, nice. That's probably, that's probably going to be one of the very first singles. I'm, well, singles, 
songs, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to release, and then after that, I'm going to release the other two. So nice, dude. Yeah. So the, the, was this project's name going to be called? Man, honestly, uh, I'm up in airs. Uh, probably like the Hollywood tapes, if not the Murder Flock. Ah, uh, nice. I like yeah, the Hollywood tapes, but the Murder Flock's tight too. Yeah, we'll see what it is. Is um the podcast and stuff is uh, revolved around the Hollywood hideout. Yeah, but because my community with my Twitch and stuff, I'm called Jimmy the Crow, or I pretty much based off of a plague doctor because that's my persona when I'm over there. Yeah. So the I you know if you've been on my Discord, it's called the Crow's Beak. So right, the murder flock. So nice. So nice. I'm, I'm probably gonna use the Hollywood taste because that sounds just. A little bit better, but the name of the song is called Murder Flock. So yeah, well, I mean, the first tape could be called Hilly Highland Tapes, and then the second one could be called the Murder Flock. Flock, right? But I, I dig that. That'll be tight, man. Awesome. But yeah, dude. Once again, thank you for being. Where can people uh, find you? You're on. You not even really on social media aside from Facebook, right? Yeah, if you know, if people have any interest, Facebook James Johnson. Uh, you know, I'm not really. I get on it. I look, but I don't really post anything. Right. So, uh, they interested, uh, twitch.tv slash, uh, Holly and Jimmy or, you know, anchor, uh, .fm, Holly and Hideout Podcast, Spotify, Holly and Hideout Podcast. Hell yeah, dude. So, right on, man. Once again, thank you so much for helping me glide the new year in real smooth. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm obviously going to have you back on here soon and, uh, can't wait to get the, the music out. It's going to, Exactly. It's yeah. gonna touch the masses, bro. 